Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right. Hey, welcome. It's the Steelers podcast. It is Monday, uh, May 17th, and we're kind of getting more into the offseason. Uh, Steelers had their mini camp over the weekend, and as far as I know, that's about it. I mean, we'll be doing some Steelers talk each week, but the next big calendar day is, what, mid-July, right, when we get into training camp, right? That sounds about Sorry, right. Unless something crazy happens. Right. So we'll talk about Steelers every week, but we'll, we'll try to pick stuff at random, and hopefully there'll be no icky news to talk about. But a couple things over the weekend. Uh, they held their mini camp. Um, Paul, I talked about this last year. It's hard to judge stories based on practices or mini camp. I'm not blaming the media. What do they write about? You know what I mean? Like, unless Najee <laughs> Harris shows up at 500 pounds, you know, everyone looks good. Everyone looks promising. Everyone's ready to go. And we're writing glowing stories about everybody. Um, there was one funny thing that happened over the weekend. Um, I guess the media gets allowed to watch, like, the last 10 minutes or so of practices. Um, Najee Harris made a nice catch. And they're asking Najee about it. And he seemed surprised. He's like, where were you guys? I didn't see you. And he thought the media were boosters. I don't know if NFL teams have boosters. So was Najee still thinking about Alabama? I don't know what was going on. Hey, that must have been it. Yeah. I'm sure that that happens all the time at Alabama. I mean. Oh, yes. I don't think they can have any event without having boosters nearby or fans crowding around. So, you know, there are a couple of the like SEC teams, certainly probably a couple of the other uh, big name uh, football schools around the country have have this issue. So the people who come from those schools, you know, they don't really think twice about having a whole bunch of people around, but they don't necessarily pay that close attention to who they are. So I'm sure he just got confused as to whether or not this was booster or whether it was press. Well, you know, he may actually get more privacy at a professional level than he did at Bama. And you know, Paul, we think Alabama and the SEC and the, all those states down there, how they treat college football. I wouldn't be surprised if it's boosters with big briefcases of cash, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Who knows what goes on? <laughs> hey, we're I mean, big- I'm not going to say it definitely is, but it definitely is. We're a big same country. We're, we're glad we got Najee, but we got to make fun of the SEC whenever we get a chance. <laughs> Should be good. Um, I, really, I didn't hear much of anything else from that training camp that surprised. I mean, there's all kinds of feel-good stories, but I don't know. I, I feel good today. But, I'm like, you know, was there anything that sticks out 
that would affect the season, I guess. Joe, Paul, have you heard anything from Minicampo do that? No, nothing on this end. I don't think so. I mean, I think just having everybody there, they actually completed some of the contract stuff that they were working on with some of the, the, the new draftees. Um, so like that clerical type stuff finally got taken care of, but I don't think there's anything that's make or break that happened at minicamp. Well, and you know, you didn't have the same type of minicamp last year. It's good to understand that. And yeah, you know, we still gotta be careful of COVID, you know, mask up, get a vaccine if you can. I, it just helps, you know, Every, everybody can with the vaccine. Right. And, but we don't have the uncertainty of the year that we did last year. I mean, Paul, we started this podcast what, last August, and the first show or two, we're like, I don't know if there's a season. We didn't know at the time if there was going to be a season, what the season would look like. And thankfully, we have full season last year, but it's good. I'm looking at the Steelers.com website. We're going to talk schedule in a minute. And it's good to see we got preseason games on there. We got regular season. Looking forward to it. It's nice to see that we're getting back to some type of normalcy, it would appear, right now. As yeah, hopefully we're not. Be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll stay quiet here for a second. <laughs> okay. Sorry, but I didn't call you guys. Um, <laughs> we have these traffic jams where we all say the same thing. So what we want to do this week, and again, Hopefully, if there's no news, now hopefully it'll be good news, but we'll, we'll try to pick some random thing to talk about each week. But, you know, last week was the schedule release. And I got to tell you guys, it's, it's kind of crazy. It tells you how popular the NFL is, but it's crazy how big of a deal we place in the schedule release. Um, ESPN had three hours of programming um, the morning of the schedule release. I guess they were announcing the first game on the broadcast partner. So, like, CBS are like, hey, here's the games we're doing the first week of the year. Uh, and, you know, the ratings were sky high. I know at the papers I worked for up in Northeast Ohio, uh, it was a big story. Hey, who are the Browns playing? The Browns are going to open the, up the year as a national TV game against Kansas City. That story was the biggest story of the day in terms of our web count and everything else. And I say that just to say, we love our NFL schedule release. We're excited and everything. So I want to do this. Um, last year, uh, Paul and I did a kind of like a schedule game where we picked scores. Uh, we'll plan on doing that coming up in August. But for now, let's do one just where we say win or loss. And Joe's with us. And uh, Joe's welcome to take part two. Um, mm -hmm. It's a weird year, guys. I was complaining. Uh, I'm like that old guy. I hate the fact that we have a 17-game season. I like the fact we only have – it's a three-week preseason now. Sears Wild 4 bits are playing in the Hall of Fame game. But, man, I hate right. the 17-game season. I uh, The Sears were destroyed by injuries at the end of last year, and that's that was one of the reasons why their promising start kind of torpedoed. Hopefully it's not the same thing because, obviously, we don't have the depth that we did last year. But let's see what happens. It, it looks like an interesting schedule. Before we get there, real quick, I love the fact we have a preseason or appears that we'll have a preseason, I used to get really bored because, you know, a couple years ago, they didn't want to play Big Ben a lot, so you had four straight games of Landry Jones. And Landry Jones Boy. had, what, 200 pa pass attempts in the preseason. It was boring to watch. But now, think about all the storylines. I mean, there's a lot of new players. There's a lot of young players. Um, you know, even that quarterback. I'm not uh, super – Yeah, I was just, just going to say – 
I don't know if you can expect any more amount of passes from Ben Roethlisberger in these in these preseason games. I think we're going to get a lot of the other two guys right. because they've got a lot to try to figure out about what we're doing moving forward, and this is the prime spot to start to see that. So you'll, you'll probably see. Ben. I'm not even sure if Ben's going to go to the games. He may not even watch them. I don't even know. <laughs> There's they usually that third game, the next last week game is the is the what do you call it? The um uh, dress rehearsal. Yeah, dress rehearsal. And I'm thinking with a three game preseason, it'll probably be that second game. But I think with the Sewers having a four game preseason, their dress rehearsal, I'm thinking, now again, this is just me speculating here. It'll probably be that third week um where they play a home against Detroit in the preseason. But mm. We'll see, but I'm thinking a quarter Big Ben with a dress rehearsal. You're not going to see him for a game. Right. Yeah. A series. Yeah, you'll see a lot of Mason Rudolph. You'll see a lot of Dwayne Haskins. Probably see some uh, Josh Adams, which is good. We want to see those guys, and I don't want to see them in the season if that means Big Ben's not doing well in the season season's lost. I want to see how they're doing the preseason. I, I want a good look at all these guys, see what we have, and to go from there. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Dwayne Haskins is going to have Dwayne Haskins will have one good quarter. We're all going to get excited. He'll become the heir apparent and be your your typical Ohio State quarterback. Listen, listen. <laughs> Just because you're accurate doesn't mean that that's acceptable <laughs> to say that out loud. Well, I, either way, I want to see both these guys play with uh, the first-string offense. And I don't think you'll see a lot of Chase Claypool in the preseason either, but you'll see him more than you do the quarterbacks. I want to see how Dwayne Haskins can match up against number one defenses and with the number one receivers and everything. Um, I get reluctant because I'm afraid that Dwayne Haskins is going to come in in the fourth quarter against the 10th string defensive backs from some dopey team and he'll light him up. And then you'll be like, well, that means Dwayne Haskins are, is our top franchise quarterback. No, right. I always say how he does with the number one guys against the number one guys. It's the same thing with Mason Rudolph. Uh, there's a lot of questions. I mean, they gave Mason a contract for next year. And some people think, hey, if Ben leaves after this year, they could at least hand over to Mason for a year and see how that goes. I want to see how Mason plays before I'm ready to do that. So, uh, have, I mean, do we have a pretty good idea of what Mason's going to be at this point? I mean, I'm sure that, I mean, he, it's not like he's a third year player. I mean, he's, as he kind of, have we seen about the best we're going to get out of him? We also saw him for the, you know, a good portion of the season when Ben was out two years ago. Ben. I mean, we've seen it. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to get any different than that ever. It wasn't miserable, but it isn't the best that we're going to be able to do. So I don't know how many more question marks are there. We have the yeah. footage. We know what it looks like. So well, I don't know. I mean, he's what thirty-four years old now, or <laughs> I don't well, know. No, Mason's still relatively young. I, I think he's kind of getting in his <laughs> upper um, marks of his twenties. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, I, I don't, I'm not super thrilled about Mason Rudolph. There's some people out there to get excited about Mason. They cite the game he started last against the Browns. Uh, but remember that was, I mean, you talk about COVID, the Browns are really fighting COVID 
I mean, they were, you know, their defensive backfield wasn't that strong anyway last year, but they had a couple of guys out in that last game of the season. And Mason ended up throwing for over 300 yards, but he was shaky at times. Um, but by the way, by the way, he's 25 years old. He'll be 26 before the season starts. Yeah, I mean, he's still relatively young. I, I just want to make sure we get that taste of Mason out of our mouth, because if we don't, if Ben leaves after this year, we really need to say, okay, you know, do we spend money on maybe a free agent quarterback? Because they're actually going to have money at the end of this year. Um, as of the moment, they're projected to have the top um, side cap space going into the following year. Now, that said, T.J. Watt's going to need to get signed. So T.J. Watt's going to take a chunk of that. Um, Minka, I'm not sure if they're going to try to sign this offseason or next offseason, but, you know, Minka's going to take But they're going to do it. <laughs> they're well, going to keep I, Minka around. Are you kidding me? Well, uh, well, we, we would hope Minka, you know, is in the same round. I've heard nothing to say he wouldn't be, but, you know, we haven't heard for sure yet. I'm, I'm hoping T.J. Watt's going to stay around. Um you, you know, but 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 you got to pay up, and um, so I want to make sure I know what we have in Mason or Dwayne Haskins or whatever, and that way they can really figure out and say, hey, do we need to trade up to try to get a quarterback for next year? Uh, who's out there possibly in free agency that we could bring in? Um, you know, they got to start thinking that pretty quick, and it'll be good to see. I, I, personally, okay. I'd rather see more of Haskins in the preseason because I feel like I've got a general idea of who Rudolph is going to be. I want to see if we have something in Haskins to move forward. Um, Cause at this point, if, if we're moving forward with Rudolph, uh, he's a band-aid. Uh, I don't see him as our guy for the next decade. Unless he dramatically improves. I can see Mason Rudolph being a backup quarterback that you might be comfortable having come in for a game or two when your star gets hurt. That's where yeah. I see, if I had to project where I see Mason Rudolph happening. Dwayne Haskins, a humongous wild card. You might get lucky. Chances are you won't. I mean, that's where I'm at with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Josh Dobbs, he's a smart guy. Uh, I wish him well as he becomes a rocket scientist or wherever else he's trying <laughs> to do with his career. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, he's – I was kind of intrigued with Josh Hobbs when he was kind of doing that wildcat type stuff. I think maybe you could use that a little bit. But I, I don't see Josh Jobs' career as a NFL quarterback. I don't think he has the arm for it and everything else. So you really got focused on trying to find that guy. Uh, one note, since you guys brought that up, I was reading over the weekend, Tampa Bay had their um, rookie training camp. And remember, they drafted Kyle Trask, a guy that we talked about various times as a possibility for the Steelers. They said very up and down. Now, who knows? Kyle Trask could become the next Tom Brady. It doesn't mean he's going to be a flop because he had up and down Mini camp, but they say he had his struggles, so it was kind of interesting. So, who knows? All right, well, let's get in this schedule thing now. My prediction is Joe is our the grass is sunny. Big Ben's going to come back. He's going to be like Pat Mahomes this year. He'll throw for eighty touchdowns, no picks, and mostly the uh, the mobility is what I think they're similar at. In okay. Ben's well, mobility is definitely like that of a 23-year-old. Well, my pick is <laughs> Joe's got Steelers 20-0. They're going to sweep for the years, sweep for the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. Sure. Yeah, we're going to talk to Paul. And when you said you wanted to do a prediction, I was like, well, this is easy. Yeah. 17-0. <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? 
and Paul sees the bomb completely flopping. 0 and 17. It'll be the first 0 and 17 season in history. And what? We'll he, he's got them moving to another city by the end of the season. Yes, <laughs> they're moving to another city. All all the quarterbacks will be hurt. Josh Dobbs will be starting. The hate, the hate, the hate. They'll be the Harrisburg Steelers by the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> and just to spite Joe, we'll be a big enough podcast by then. The Steelers announced a press release. We're bringing in former high school quarterback Troy Smith to there end up go. here with us. Yeah. And they'll pretty much there say, fight Paul. They'll be like, <laughs> we, we, they'll admit, he's not good. We just want to make Paul mad. <laughs> Maybe we'll bring in Tim Tebow. Bring back Cardale Jones while we're at it. Yeah. The Steelers will start re-signing every old Ohio quarterback. Arch Frank Grenzel. Yes. Arch Leister from the 80s. He could come back. I mean, Yeah. Him and his be- walker. That'd be great. I don't know All if right. he has a walker. He probably doesn't. All <laughs> right. Well, let's get to the Steelers' schedule game, I guess. Um, we're not picking preseason games. Let's let's start. Yeah, because in- that's always a mess. I feel like in preseason, the Steelers lose more than they win. But yeah, which is I always feel like that's a strategy. All right. It's like the first quarter of most Steelers games. We do terrible in the first quarter most of the time <laughs> because Tomlin's like feeling out how this is going to work, and then he comes back with something good. That's that's just the way the Steelers work under Tomlin. Here's how we'll do this because we got another show we got to tape. Um, let's uh, – I'll do a pick, then Joe, then Paul – Give me win or loss in like a sentence or two, why or why not, and I'll kind of keep track of where we're at uh, record-wise. So let's start out. We didn't get any favors from the schedule makers. I think it's like the seventh straight year that the Steelers starting the road, and not just the fact they start in the road. They got a tough challenge. They face the AFC runner-up Buffalo Bills. It's a 1 o'clock game on CBS. Probably will get a lot of attention because it's two playoff teams um, I'm I'm just gonna say it. Last year, I was afraid of Steelers having to go out and play Buffalo. They lost last year. Uh, Buffalo's the upcoming team. I don't think Buffalo blows them out, but it's a loss. Steelers lose to Buffalo. Joe, what do you think? Uh, you know, I hate to spoil your uh, your prediction that my prediction was 17 and 0, but I think they lose this game. Oh. I think it's really close. I think. There is a, I think there's a chance in reality that they could win, but I think they probably don't. Uh, I think the Bills are a solid team. The way that they would win is, would be if it's a real ugly win. Um, you know, if it's a if it's a bad weather game or something like that, then then the ch- chances increase a lot for the Steelers because they're good in bad weather. But um, yeah, but I think the Bills come away with this. Paul, what do you think? Lost. Uh, I just think they're overall a, a a better put together team and moving in the right direction where I think we're going to come out of the gate still trying to get a feel for who we are and what our offensive identity is. I don't necessarily think they get blown out, but there have been years in the past, I think a couple of years ago against the Patriots where the Sears ended up with a decent team, but they got blown out. So, you know, probably a close loss, but I wouldn't be stunned if they get blown out, to be honest with you. Uh, week two, come back home, first game. Hey, it could be a filled pitch Steelers Stadium, Heinz Field. Uh, Steelers against the Las Vegas Raiders. I wouldn't overlook the Raiders. I, I think the Raiders are getting better. 
Um, I think usually the Steelers end up rebounding after game beaten week one. So I, I say they win this one. Joe, what do you think? I also say win, especially being at home, home opener. Uh, I say win. Paul? See, all the hate you give, we're beating the Raiders. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Watch them lose this game. <laughs> I watched a weird We all pick a win, and it's like, nah, they get completely roasted. <laughs> I, I watched a weird um, 30, 30 um, doc on ESPN the other day about the new Raiders stadium. They actually use this deep fake technology. I don't know if you heard about this, where you can kind of take a famous person's face and right. uh, have somebody else speaking as it. They did. It was very strange with um, Al Davis, who's dead, and Pete Rozelle is dead. And they, they just used it to kind of talk about their history, but it kind of scared the heck out of me. They had both of them <laughs> sitting at the new Las Vegas stadium. I don't know. It freaked me out. It was, yeah, it was, it, was a little, it was a little unsettling. All right, week three. <laughs> On that happy note, let's get back to our talk. Uh, week three, we're still home. We're facing the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati is going to be improved. Um, but I, I still am not crazy about their offensive line. I think, especially at home, Pittsburgh's a bad team. I say Pittsburgh wins. Uh, Joe? Pittsburgh. That's a win. All right, Paul? Yeah, I think the Bengals are a work in progress, and especially early in the season, they'll they'll probably get better as the year goes on. But this will be a not a blowout, but I think it'll be a pretty solid one for us. Yeah, it'll be a real question. So I have to see a how... two and one. Thank you very much. Right, exactly. There you go. Look at the optimism. Uh, it really depends on how well Burrow bounces back once once yeah. he gets up to speed and everything. That's that's the real question. How his legs holding up? So. <laughs> Week four is going to be a weird one. Um, they're at Green Bay. Thankfully, it's early in the year, so chances are it's October 3rd game. So I, I don't think we're going to get a humongous snowstorm. Uh, looks like it's going to be CBS's national televised game. Starts at 425, assuming Nance and uh, Tony Romo will be there. Um, you know, I don't so We're know. assuming Rodgers is still a Packer. I would say that I've heard more that people are saying a trade will go down, but you'd almost think it would go down halfway through the year. So let's assume. Because oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. As of the moment, Rodgers is with Green Bay. There's no reason to say he won't be. I mean, right now he's not. Now watch. He'll get traded two seconds after we hit stop on this podcast. Absolutely. So, but, hey, you know, Rodgers, we're going up to Green Bay. Green Bay wins. We'll be a blow off if Green Bay wins. Uh, Joe, what do you think? I'm just so not confident that Rodgers is going to be there. If Rodgers is not there, this is this is a win. Uh, it's not going to be a bad weather game, probably. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the Steelers are going to come away with this, maybe even one way or the other. Well, just think, though, if – Right now, if it's not Aaron Rodgers, unless the Packers pick up a quarterback, um, it'll be Blake Bortles. And the last time the Steelers saw Blake Bortles, he beat the Steelers in a playoff game for Jacksonville. So, I don't know. So, Paul, what do you we're, think? We're, we're, we're putting all of our chips in on Blake Bortles. Good grief. <laughs> what do you I, think, I, Paul? I, if, the, if the Packers go there out, I think by week four, Jordan Love's in there. Um 
I'm assuming Aaron Rodgers is a Packer, and that being said, I I will bet with Rodgers and say uh, we lose that one. Okay. So after week four, and I used to say it was a quarter away from the season, but I don't know what it is anymore for a dumb 17-game schedule. But um, Joe, as we predicted, we, Joe's got three and one. Uh, Paul and I both have two and two. Uh, week after that, now if th- there is an Aaron Rodgers trade, it could be the Denver. So maybe you know the Steelers are playing Aaron Rodgers this game too. Who knows? But as of right now, Denver comes into Pittsburgh. It's a Fox game, uh, one o'clock game. I'm you know I I can't predict Aaron Rodgers of Denver until it happens. Um, uh, you know I don't like Denver's quarterback. And Pittsburgh handled last year. I think they'll handle them again. Uh, Pittsburgh wins. This is kind of a toss-up for me. I kind of, uh, you know, on, on a certain level, they have so many question marks right now at, at in uh, in Denver. But, like, well, for example, right now, I think they have so many quarterbacks. I don't know if they have room on their roster for anything else. They just keep picking up quarterbacks. Like, eventually somebody has to play something else. But – um but that could be one of those games where at this point in the season, uh, I, it's kind of a toss up for me. I, I think the Broncos could come away with it. Whoa. Huh? Wow. Okay. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, I am on the caveat that Aaron Rodgers is not a Bronco. And with that <laughs> being said, I will say we win. An oh. ugly win, but a win. How stunned are you that our hopefully optimistic Sewers fan, Joe, who we really thought would be 5-0 by now, is predicting kind of an upset. Broncos over the Steelers. Are you stunned? I I, I just I just I'm I want the record to show that for all the hate I've been getting about Doom and Gloom, at week five, we all have them at three and two. I just want that right. said for the record. But, but right. do you think, do and you I think, think in, in my predictions, it could easily flip where we lose the lose the Green Bay game and win Denver. Like uh, those are kind of coin tosses for me. But I do think we split those two games. Paul, maybe we bullied Joe. Like if we didn't see any, anything. Joe would be like five and zero, seventeen and zero. But maybe we bullied him to the predicting upset. I'm not uh, bullied. He doesn't seem swayed been... by bullying. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm optimistic, right. but I'm not high. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is just yeah, regular so coffee that I'm drinking. It's fine. It's not. <laughs> All right. It's not even it's noon not yet. Even, right. It's not even the stuff I normally drink during our recordings. I'm feeling good about this next game. Um, uh, darn 17-game schedule, but, you know, um, this was a game that got added. Um, we weren't supposed to play Seattle this year. We were playing NFC North opponents, but thanks to the 17th game, we got added to Seattle. And I originally thought it was going to be week 17, but they made the extra opponent during the week, I mean, during the season. Uh, Steelers will have Seattle coming into town. It's going to be a Sunday night game. Steelers usually play well at nights. It hasn't been quite as well as they played in the past. But, you know, I say Pittsburgh. Like that Ravens game last year. 
Yeah, it's true. That nobody wanted to win. (laughs) (laughs) The game of attrition. Like, uh, I guess somebody has to win, right? At least the thing about that is they still won the game. I think Pittsburgh wins this game. I think it's going to be tough. I I tend to agree. I think they're going to pull this one out. It's uh, and and this is a totally arbitrary reason. Uh, It's the closest, the game that's closest to my birthday. So it's my birthday game. So I think they win. I know Big Ben's got that circle in his calendar. I know he does. He absolutely does. Don't burst my bubble here. He knows when my birthday is. I'm going to play well in this game. And if he's out, Dwayne Haskins is going to rock that game. Oh, Dwayne Haskins. (laughs) So you're already predicting they lost to Denver. They're like, Big Ben, it's done. (laughs) Bring on the Haskins. Right, exactly. That's why they lost the Denver game. That uh, that's when that's when Ben goes out. Oh, Mason goes in and plays poorly, so Haskins starts the next game. That's I'm getting awful specific with my <laughs> predictions here. But... <laughs> so, so I think I know how Paul's going to predict this game. If we're assuming it's Dwayne Haskins against Russell Wilson, oh, wait, wait till he surprises you. Look yeah, at the look on his face. I, I, I'm happen. assuming Ben. I'm assuming Ben's playing this game. Okay. I don't feel good about this game. But I think this is the game we squeak out, even though we had no business squeaking it out. I think we win it. One of those last second uh, uh, defensive stands that absolutely Wilson should have been able to connect with somebody, and we block, we stop them on the two yard line. Yeah, something like that. The yeah. way Seattle plays offense, it doesn't play defense. I would say they win this like forty five, forty four. I mean, that's probably that was. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't it's think it's too defensive stands. I think whoever has the ball last can win this game. All right, so week seven we got the bye, which is good because with COVID we ended up having the bye, what was it, week one or something, <laughs> or week four <laughs> last week. So I like having the bye about halfway through the year. Uh, after that, guys, it's going to get tough. I hate to predict this, but we go into Cleveland to face the Browns. I think the Browns are better. I think it's one of those situations that we're going to split, we'll lose on the road, and win at home. So, eek, Browns over Steelers. Joe? I'm putting Steelers over Browns. Really? Uh, I think think they got a lot to prove. I think they're going to go in on Halloween. I think, uh, you know, I think think this one's a good one for us. You may be right. By the time we get down to the other one, I may still feel the same way you do about a split, but I think we're going to split the away games. Okay. I don't feel good about that. I don't want to lose to the Browns in in Heinz Field, but but I do like the idea of going and and, uh, knocking them down a peg in in Cleveland. So, Paul, what do you think? I I love Joe's storyline, but I'm I'm kind of the show me. Uh, and last time we played them, um, yeah, I, unfortunately I, I have to concede that I I think I'm not going to say we're going to get sloshed like we did in the playoffs, but uh, I think the Browns are going to ride a high and take this one. Now they're going to be insufferable if they win this game, they're just totally unreasonable. If they win yes. three games in a row against the Steelers, oh, yeah, it's not going to Okay, before nope. we get to the next game, um, the NFL, I think it starts the following <laughs> season, but the NFL is saying that I think starting next year, 
you could start to move games from Sunday to Monday with flexible scheduling. But here's where I get lost. Remember last year, we played the Giants, which really wasn't an attractive matchup on Monday night. And then we played the Bengals. And yeah, the Bengals ended up winning that game. But, but that really wasn't an attractive matchup. We got the same thing going on here. I mean, yeah, the Bears are a traditional NFL team. But why is the Bears playing the Steelers on Monday night? Uh, Chicago comes into Pittsburgh. Uh, Chicago. Justin Fields. Yeah. Because it'll be Justin Fields versus Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul will jump out <laughs> of the building. It won't be good. Um, oh, well, those hands are back. Bears have a decent defense. <laughs> I actually remember, I don't know how long it goes. I remember one uh, game where the Bears play a Sunday night game and actually beat the Steelers. But I say Pittsburgh over Chicago. It won't be a blowout, but I think Pittsburgh ends up winning that game. Uh, Joe? I do too. I, I think Pittsburgh over over Chicago. Paul, what do you think? Well, th- this would typically fall under the, the perfect setup for a Tomlin special, but I, I think the upside for us is by this point in the season, I do think Fields will be starting, and because of that, with an Ohio State guy at the helm, Pittsburgh will win. Uh, Are you saying an Ohio State quarterback will be at the helm of which team? The Bears. Oh, okay. Because there may also be one at the helm of the Steelers. Well, and if it's not true, in that case, Fields, it's going to be a three-nothing game. It's going to be kind of interesting <laughs> game because if not, Justin Fields will be the Red Rifle. Our, our old friend Andy Dalton will be the starter. I thought you were going to say it'd be a two-nothing game. Somebody got a safety sacking a, an Ohio State quarterback. Into the that sounds more realistic. <laughs> I want Maybe some pick sixes in there. <laughs> I want to see a 4 2 outcome. That'll be my favorite football game ever. 4 2. Oh my gosh. Great. What a nightmare. Schedule sounds like a Brown score from a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. 4 2. How does that's not even. Oh my gosh. What a nightmare. Schedule gets a little easier. Um, we're going to uh, host Detroit. Detroit does not look like they're going to have a good team. Uh, Pitcher wins. Joe. Uh, this is, I, I don't know. In this range is where it could, I don't it, This is that time of the season, like Paul was talking about, where you, you end up with a couple of Tomlin specials where they kind of play down to uh, opposition. Um, so I, I I think I'll go with the the loss to the Lions just because they have a quarterback situation, um, but then uh, positive things for the week afterwards. But we'll get there in a sec. So I think we take the L to the to the Lions. Paul, what do you think? No, this is a win. Uh, if we do drop this one, um, that'll be an ugly show for us. Uh, but I I don't see. Yeah, I don't see it. I, I don't know if we'll be a blowout, but if we do have a blowout this year, this will be the one that we pull it off in. You're not going to like me next week because they go out and play the Chargers. Now, remember, last time we went to L.A. on a Sunday night, uh, the Chargers were playing at MLS Stadium. 95% of the fans were Steelers fans. Uh, we faced the gimpy Philip Rivers. looked awesome in the first uh, half um, Duck Hodges 
played mistake free. The series actually won. I got to say, though, I'm starting to be a little bit more impressed the more I think about the Chargers. Uh, they had a bunch of injuries. They kind of hurt them last year, but they got Justin Herbert looked good. They got some players on their team. It's a night game on the road. Uh, I think we lose this one. Uh, Joe, what do you think? I'm going to put this one as a win. Okay. Probably an ugly win, but a win. All right. Paul, what do you think? I think this is one that the Chargers pull out late and take this one from us. All right. Next week. Now, usually after a tough loss, I think the Steelers play a little bit better. We're on the road. A regular 1 o'clock game at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's game better. We used to think, man, we could just go wipe out Cincinnati. They had a really bad loss last year on the Monday night game. I, I still am kind of shocked how that happened. I got to tell you, though, I, I think this is a game that's going to be close, but I think Pittsburgh can pull out. Uh, Pittsburgh over Cincinnati. Uh, I am going to go the other way. I think Cincinnati pulls out a win over Pittsburgh. In a game that we definitely should have won. It's gonna the Bengals will win because the Steelers didn't execute that week. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, the, this is the one that we are left dumbfounded at and that we, we dropped it. We lose. All right. Uh following week after that, um, it appears to be another nationally televised game. It's a 425 start. We host the Ravens on CBS. I'm assuming that'll be another uh, Jim Nance, Tony Romo game. Um, you know, Ravens are one of those teams. I know we beat them twice last year. I think, you know, I think we're about to their level. I say we win at home, lose on the road. So it's at home. I say we win that. But I, I think it's going to get back to those games that are decided by a field goal or, or a touchdown. It'll be a close one. Uh, Joe, I, for me, I think it goes the other way. Uh, I think the Ravens take this one partially because I think it's that time in the season where the Steelers start to struggle. The long season starts to catch up with them, possibly some injuries or something like that. Uh, this is where things started to turn really sour last season. Um, I don't have the doom and gloom that everything will stay sour, but I think this is one of those wake up call games where back to back, we lose to two teams in our division and you know, it rattles the cages a little bit. So I think they drop to the Ravens here. Paul, what do you think? Exact same scenario that Joe just laid out. Um, I think there's going to be some, one of those players only meetings at this point, but yeah, mm -hmm. I think we drop this one to the Ravens. Next week. Um, they have a Thursday night game. I, you know, thankfully, you'll have to play Thanksgiving or Christmas this year, which I, I enjoy. Thank you, NFL, for doing that. But it's a December 9th game. It's going to be a Thursday night. Uh, they're at Minnesota. Now, Minnesota's not the team that they used to be. But, man, I don't have a good feeling about this one. It's on the road. It's a night game. Um, you know, I, you know I, I, I can't tell you why. I don't think they win that. I think they'll lose to Minnesota. I think they squeak this one out because of the, the players only meeting. Okay. I think uh, this is where this is a game where there's an opportunity to get our stuff together and get ready for this absolutely brutal last four games. Like this, 
no team should have to do these last four games. This is ugly. <laughs> For the Steelers, this is the, these last four after the Vikings game is just nasty. Ugh. This time of year playing these these four teams is not going to be fun. All right. Well, yeah. Paul, you guys are talking about distress, um, locker players only meetings. Um, what about, you know, we talked about who's going to be the quarterback. Well, they had Roland Rivers from Slippery Rock was the minicamp quarterback. So I'm assuming by now we're down to Roland Rivers as their starting quarterback. We've already gone through Dobbs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Roland's going to get and, uh And uh, the, uh, the punter, the new punter, he's got an arm. He may play. Right. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's Roland and – uh, Harvin is our backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah Harvin. Yeah. Now. I mean, it's, it's, uh, so <laughs> Roland gets up, does a big speech. Win one for Slippery Rock, guys. Well, yeah, what do you think we do, Paul? Roland's going to rally us to victory. Uh, right. even, uh, again, uh, assuming Vikes playing this Over the game Vikes. and our, our linebackers are healthy and able to contain the run, uh, I think we'll take this one. All right, very good. You guys feel better than I do, which is good. We need some optimism. Um, Steelers are at home against Tennessee. Tennessee's, you know, it's interesting. Tennessee was a good team last year. Some people are kind of scratching their heads a little bit about Tennessee. Um, you know, we're, we're going to miss Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree's making his comeback to the team. At, well, it's at least the stadium at that time was Tennessee. Boy, I don't know if, even know if Tennessee's going to be as good as they were last year. It's at home. I say Pittsburgh wins this game. Joe, I agree. I think they are going to win this game. Uh, if if there is one thing that you can say positively uh, in matchups with teams in the AFC, the one thing the Steelers were able to do that basically nobody else was really able to do was contain Derrick Henry. That's one thing that we did well last season. Uh, and so uh, I, I think they, they've got him figured out. He has trouble running against Pittsburgh. I think they, they hold here. Uh, I think this is the game Roethlisberger comes back. He may only have one leg, and he's starting to throw left-handed now. Okay. But uh, <laughs> he can't throw long. It's all The longest he can throw is four yards. But <laughs> the, that's the long bomb in this game. But uh, I think they pull this out. I, I think it's probably a low-scoring game as well. All right. Sounds good. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is going to be probably a knockdown, drag out, bloody nose, black eye, but I, I think the Titans are going to take this one. Uh oh. Now the schedule just gets ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we end up the year of three really, really difficult games. Uh, let's, I'll save some time for you. Uh, we're, we're going, it's another, you know what? My dopey Browns fans here in Ohio where I live are all like, oh, the Steelers won't get any national TV time. And I'm like, no, they're traditionally one of the most popular teams in the league. They're going to get there. Um, it's not even about wins. It's about ratings. People right. watch the Steelers whether they win or lose. Yeah, and, and this is the third game I'm counting where, you know, we got the CBS national you know game, the 425 your guys, Jimmy, it's Tony Romo. We're going to be yelling. We've got Sunday night games. We've got Monday night games. We're good, but we're not going to be good in this game. We're going to Kansas City. Um, Kansas City, I thought they were beatable last year, and we saw that they were beatable in the Super Bowl because their line disintegrated. They, they had no line. Yeah. 
But, you know, they they shorted up the offensive line. They didn't have to get rid of guys. I, I think this is Kansas City's year. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Kansas City-Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Um, they may not blow Pittsburgh out, but they're going to win this game. Kansas City wins. Uh, Joe? Kansas City. I don't think there's not even much else to say about that at that time of the year. I think Steelers come out of uh, the Tennessee game pretty pretty banged up. Uh, I think Kansas City handles them pretty well at this point. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, it's going to be a little embarrassing, Kansas City. Yeah, I would have been stunned, Paul, if after you picked them the loser home to the Tennessee. <laughs> Paul's like, I, yeah, they're going to beat them up. <laughs> knowing who they are and the makeup of a, of a Tomlin team, I think it would do them a favor if they got embarrassed in Kansas City. I think that would do that's the almost the best case scenario at this point to come back then off of an embarrassing loss in Kansas City facing the Browns and the Ravens back to back. Yeah, and you know, let's congratulate ESPN and because it is a um good Monday night football choice. And we're, we're not sure what the Browns are gonna be. I, I'll tell you guys, I mean, I think right now. The Browns or Ravens are ahead of the Steelers in the standings. I can see the Ravens struggling this year. I, I, can, I, I see that's possible. I'm still not all that convinced about Baker Mayfield. And I know the Browns have got a lot of hype. I know they put a lot of great players together. But remember the last time it happened, you know, they struggled. You know what I mean? You yeah. Know, it's not like Madden where you could just pick a bunch of really high-rated players on your team and, and do well. Um, but I, I still think the Browns are going to be a difficult team this year. I, I wouldn't crown them a Super Bowl champ by any means. And I think, hey, it's going to be a Monday night game, kind of emotional. Um, you know, Joe called it. He said, hey, my birthday, they're going to win. Well, my <laughs> birthday's January 5th. Monday night's January 3rd. There you go. And, you know, Ben might be circling that game, but, you know, my guy Roland Rivers, who may be the starter by that time, <laughs> will be circling that game going – Props to my bud, Chris Pugh. As soon as win this game, Joe, what do you think? This is where my optimism shows up. I think they win against the Browns here. Okay. Paul, what do you uh, think? Ready, ready for my doom and gloom? Oh, here uh, it comes. Browns are battling the Ravens for the division. They come into our house, and we say not so fast. Steelers take this one. Oh, boom. I, I had to There he is. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Even so if his faith in the Steelers is weak, his hate for the Browns is more. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to last week of the year. And, guys, and the other thing I hate, I hate the fact we expanded another team in the playoffs. I hate the triple hairs last year. Uh, we're going to have that again this year. And I really don't know where we're at. I mean, I think 10 wins could get us in the playoffs, but I'm not sure how it is with 17 games and with extra teams in the playoffs. Who knows? But I, let's make it a little bit easier. I, I'd say where are we at right now? Week you can keep in track. Well, technically week 18, but it's the 17th game of the season. No, no. I mean, which you you were tallying, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I haven't right been now, keeping track. I don't know what I have the map right 10, now. Six, Joe's got 10 6. Uh, Paul's got 8 and 8. And I I would say with the extra team, I think ten wins will get you in. I mean, you'll be a really not good seed, 
But I, I say the, the end of year at Baltimore, the game is scheduled for one. It could be flexed out um, depending on, you know, where each team's at. But I say Ravens win this game. It's at Baltimore. Uh, Joe? Uh, I'm just thinking game by game. So I think they come away with a win here. I had them losing to the Ravens earlier. I think they come away with a split. So I have in my head, I have them winning here. But if they were solidly in the playoffs already, I could see them resting people. I could see them, you know, taking their foot off the gas a little bit, even if I don't want them to. I could see that happening and letting this game go um, if they know they're already in the playoffs, especially if the seed is pretty well set. Okay. Very good. And then, um, Paul, what do you think? Chris, what was your what was your pick? Oh, me? Yeah, did you give yours? Oh, yes, yes, I did. Uh, the Steelers lose. Ravens win. Okay. Um, this one's bittersweet. Um, I, I think heading into this last week, uh, Browns and Ravens are both playing for the division, so I don't think they're going to be resting. Uh, I think they're both going to go full strength into this last game because they both want the division. Um, I think Pittsburgh is going to be fighting for, obviously I've got eight and eight heading into this game. I think we're fighting for pride. Uh, I think we come in full strength. I think we take this game from the Ravens, but the bitter side of it is in beating the Ravens, the Browns are playing the Bengals in the last week. Uh, by beating the Ravens, we give the division to Cleveland. Ooh, so you say they actually beat Yikes. the Ravens? I think we beat the Ravens, but in so doing, we give the Browns the division championship. All right, so the way it ends, um, Joe's got the Steelers 11-6. and six. I'm assuming at least gets them in the playoffs. I would think 10-7 would get you in the playoffs. Maybe not um, guaranteed, but I think, I think it's going to be good. And then I think um, – Paul's got 9-8. I don't think they'll get it done. No. Nope. But it's still a winning season. Yeah. He continues yes. that for Dalman. Uh, uh, but this is all not factoring in when the Browns trade for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can't imagine not doing if you can do. Hey, uh, I, as we talked about last week, I think that might I mean, Baker, Baker's a Baker's a great guy. But it's freaking Aaron Rodgers. Like what? <laughs> why would you not? Why would you not want to hire Aaron Rodgers if you could hire Aaron Rodgers? I don't so, understand. Do you think they get rid of Baker or keep him as backup? Oh, you. I think I think you keep him as a backup at that point because you're already paying him unless he's part of the trade deal. But I can't imagine that uh, Green Bay would want him. Well, need him. Well, like, I don't know about want him, but I don't know if they need him. What's Baker's that? The- Baker's still under you can't send him and his alien friends off to Green Bay. <laughs> well, Baker's still, yeah, under, true. Baker's still under rookie deal, so technically you're probably afford to keep him as a backup, you know? But you lose like, him as soon as that deal's up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unless Rodgers retires after this year, who knows? I mean, I just think I think uh, Broncos have picked up too many quarterbacks in, in waiting around to see if, if Rodgers was still available. They've got too many people now. Like, how do you get rid of all those? <laughs> All those quarterbacks you have. Every time you turn around, they're picking up another Guard quarterback. Sale. 
them and the bears like the bears have like 37 quarterbacks now right and they've all been (laughs) promised that they're the starter like it's madness all right well hey that's your steelers podcast for today so we're still optimistic i mean we all have them for winning records i'd say two of the three of us have gone going to playoffs um, nine eight might do it. I'm not sure if nine eight is going to get to the playoffs. It's going to be a weird year. I mean, I don't like seventeen games. I like tradition. It makes it harder to pick how things are going to end up. Like it's hard to tell if ten seven is going to going to do yeah, it. If it were ten six, you feel good about it. But but ten and seven, you just don't know. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking. Well, well, let's finish up with this show. Eleven six. You you don't think they make it that far in the playoffs, do you? Probably not. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe they win one game in the playoffs as they make it. Probably not. So, because yeah. at ten seven, you're probably going to be a road team in the playoffs. But yeah. this is predictions in May. You know, yeah, it, it just all depends <laughs> on, on, on how things roll once we get going. It's you know, I. If the I like the idea of us being you know eleven and six or whatever or ten and seven and. uh you know, being in a good position most of the way through the through the season, but I feel like the most successful seasons that the Steelers have is when they're they're bad and written off early. Yeah, yeah, and not eleven and zero. When they're eleven and zero, then they implode. But like the, they're a team that's about adversity. They're a team that gives away the first quarter. Uh, you know, that's that's who we are. Um, for better or for worse, and we we play from behind well, and that includes a whole season. So, I I, I don't think that's how my predictions went in terms of losing games early and and playing from behind. But I think that usually bodes well for the Steelers when they're doing that. So I, I think they're a hard team to write off, and we have a harder time playing with a lead. There's hope for the Steelers this year. My only concern is. More stuff has got to go right than last year. I mean, last year we could assume things were okay. This year we got to assume Najee Harris is a real deal and he starts producing. We got to assume the offensive line doesn't implode. And we got to assume Big Bank and his arm will hold up. And it might. I mean, I'm not saying it definitely is going to fall off, but I don't have, I'm not as convinced about that as I would be last year. You know, so who knows? Let me just clarify that even though I have them at nine and eight, I want more than anything to see 17 and 0. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> not only do, does Tomlin get not only does Tomlin get another winning season, but nine and eight, while it keeps us out of the playoffs, also puts us in the top half of the first round of the draft to maybe get that future quarterback after Ben's done. Well, yeah, that's nice. my best case scenario. Will Ohio State for- have another quarterback that's in the draft? I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, they all projected the Steelers to get extra third and fifth round picks uh, based on that compensatory arrangement. You know, with you know, you get compensatory picks if you lose free agents. And yeah. I've already heard if that's the case, that could get Pittsburgh ammo to move up. You know, wherever they're at, if they have right. to move up in the draft. So, right, could be a good thing. If, <laughs> all right, well, we, guys, uh, if, if we do and get that Ohio State quarterback, I'm sure his name will end up being Mark Malone because yeah. they'll play about the same. So it's <laughs> now I'll turn the big political commentator. We'll find you. a quarterback that's named Marcus Allen. Where Mark Malone <laughs> tweets 50 times a day about Republican politics. And <laughs> I, I, want, I want more tweets on Mark Malone about 80s Steelers football. That's what I want to hear more about. Not, 
not GOP politics. So, all right. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, this will come out probably tomorrow. So check it out. And also check out Saturday. We do kind of a goofy show where we talk about some fun stories. And, um, you know, those come out Saturday. And uh, Paul should have a book review. He was keeping me updated over the weekend. Uh, Recorded the- it this morning. Excellent. Recorded so it this morning. Yeah, Stephen King the Stand. You'll hear that at the end of our discussion uh, coming up Saturday. Oh, I you know I didn't do any live read ads. So let me close you out with one. Uh, Chase Bank. Hey, if you need a bank, we're still in COVID. It's tough times. We want to save time. We'll make life easier. Check out Chase Bank. So if you're looking this on our website or if you're looking this on a podcast provider, all you got to do is click the link, uh, sign for the account. Um, attach a direct deposit. You usually get paid direct deposit for work. If you do that, they'll put in 225 bucks in your account. So I'll give you something to start out with. Maybe you can get a ticket to a Steelers game this year. Who knows? Uh, try to find a fun way of using that 225 bucks. Uh, check out Chase Bank. I have it, and it works out well for me. All right, guys, we'll see you shortly on our uh, kind of our fun pop culture show. We will talk to you soon, and thanks for checking out the Steelers podcast. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope to learn more about our podcast, and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.